0: My name is Jason Williams. Uh, I am the CEO of Mason-Dixon Companies uh, and I grew up in Edmonton Village. My great grandfather, James B. Carpenter, uh, became the bell ringer back in the 1960s. Uh, He was selected by the uh, individuals that were managing the market uh, and he took it with great pride. I mean, it was a very visible position. It was an important position. It it created energy. So he actually uh, got himself a top hat uh, he got himself a um, a really really nice uh, tuxedo, and he did that for many many years. Uh, so much so that uh, on his 80th birthday, um, the shop owners, which were mostly white shop owners in the 70s, early 70s, shut down the market and uh, brought him a birthday cake and sung him happy birthday oh. in the market. And my um, cousins, my like older cousins, my. My mom, my uncles, like uh, my, my great-grandfather uh, got them all jobs in the market. My mom started working in the market when she was 14 years old. He got her a job at one of the concession stands. Oh. Um, he owned two shoeshine stands. I just recently found out. I thought it was one shoeshine stand. OK. He, he had both of the shoeshine stands in the market were his. Um, I, I read a really old article about when he passed away and how um, they honored him in it. Uh, you know, he talked about his shoe shine stands and his medical uh, supplies and like uh, herbs. He actually had three small businesses in the market, uh, and each one of my uh, family members all worked for him before they worked anywhere else. So, starting at like somewhere around fourteen, everyone worked. Every all the guys shine the shoes, all the ladies worked in the different like stands for different shop owners. Like he was one of the first people you saw. Coming in the market because both of his stands were very well placed. Yeah, he was a smart businessman. So people just knew him. They all called him Mr. Carpenter. I mean, back in that day, you made reference to it—the early '70s. They didn't call him Boy. They didn't call him James. They called him Mr. Carpenter because he was respected as a small business owner and respected of how he treated people. No, it's it's moving. Like I got moved by it. I think when I found out. Uh, you know, I, I started my small businesses uh, about five years ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like like every, like, young person, you know, I think I'm the first there. Right. I think I'm, I think I'm the hottest person, like, out there because I, like, made it through my first year in business. So I posted something on my social media four years ago uh, after my first year in business, like, Glad to be a small business owner, start my own business, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm here, I'm doing it, I'm making it happen, like, glad to be the first in my family uh, to do it. My <laughs> uncle, my cousin that, that followed my social media, and my mother all almost simultaneously called me and said, we're so proud of you, uh, but let me let's correct something here. <laughs> <laughs> your, great, your great grandfather was a business owner before we were afar, right. you were know? a fox. Right. <laughs> and and he was a business owner in a time when it was hard to be a black business owner. Right. Yeah. Even now, I mean we still we talk about our struggles now,
1: mm-hmm. but his
0: struggles then being in business that long ago. I mean, he was not only a business owner. Before he became a business owner, he worked on the railroad. You know, he worked in uh, uh, restaurants downtown. Mm. Uh, you know, he he kind of, like, he worked for the electric company. Uh, you know, he, he really did a lot of things before deciding to start his own businesses. And, I mean, and it's also to my, like, excitement that you can be a small business owner at any time. He didn't start his businesses until he was in his 60s. You know, it's kind of also sad for me because I didn't know him. growing mm-hmm. up, even though he was such an important part to all of my uncles and life, I mean, the stories they told me were deeply personal. Mm-hmm. Um, getting their first job and making sure they showed up on time. No, tuck your shirt in. Like, you know, right. uh, people like, sir, thank you, ma'am, like count the money right. That those little things that give a customer an experience, he knew it with little formal education back then. And, uh, you know, like, I mean, when I really think about my great-grandmother, uh, my great-great-grandparents were former slaves. You know, he was the son of former Virginia slaves before at a young age he moved and the family moved to Baltimore City and made this our home. Um, so, I mean, the, the history, and the you know, willingness to fight through adversity that he went through. My great-grandmother owned a, a restaurant with my great-grandfather on um, uh, uh, in, on Pennsylvania Avenue. It was called All People's Market. He was a deacon in his church. He really believed in giving back. So he coordinated with so many of the um, shop owners and said, hey, you, you all throw away about three or four days before the food starts to spoil, you Mm -hmm. say, would you be willing to give it to me on Fridays? And so I can take it back into neighborhoods. So he would take it back to the markets, he would take it back to the locations and he would teach people how to cook the food. And he would give it out to communities in need. I mean, when you talk about someone who was an entrepreneur but understood the responsibility of a business owner to give back to communities, it, it was extremely important you know like he he was an incredible guy and i and i and i keep learning new things about him we start finding more articles about him about when he away, wow. how the um the city the city honored him uh the mayor was at his funeral the city council was at his funeral, they actually shut down um, Lexington and uh, God, there was another street that passed the market. As his um, funeral, uh, as his uh, um, funeral procession passed the market, they rang the bell for the last time and they didn't ring the bell again. It was a police, it was police escort. My mom was telling me she'd never seen anything like it because she'd never seen a African-American man have a police escort in his funeral. Um, so, or have a mayor come to his funeral because he used to shine uh, the mayor's shoes. Like I was like, to slate, like, you know." Like, and you know, so you find these little tidbits about your family, and you know, as you know, to be honest, as African Americans, we gotta we have to be better about tracking our mm-hmm. history because I would have never known the impact this man had on people's lives if I didn't get told the stories and go read. Right. Them. And then I started yeah. researching and finding more stuff about like what he had done that advanced um, African-Americans and small business in the market. So it's been, it's been great learning about just the history, the history of the market. And, you know, just to know that I have such close personal ties to the market, because I'm not sure if you're aware, but. It was announced last week um, that a development team that I'm a part of uh, is going to be redeveloping the Superblock, which is also uh, a historic area and very important to the African-American community in downtown and the shopping districts and Howard Street and that coal OK, yeah, that's that's where my family went shopping. That's where my mom had her first job at uh one of the uh, uh, department stores, on right. Yeah, you know, like her second job after my when she got a bit older. So you know, it, these all things are things connected. You know, all yeah, rich history in its downtown neighborhoods. Okay. My dad used to take to the market to get peanuts because they were the best peanuts before we went to Memorial Stadium for a game. You know, like <laughs> on a Friday night. You know, giving them while they're hot. That was the best part. It was <laughs> every time. You set the bag and you lap, and you know you just like you know put the shelves back in <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah my dad, dad used to take me there it was actually one of my favorite things he used to take me there uh before any game we went to we got peanuts he let me walk around the market i went to the little candy shop and he let me get a few pieces of candy Sometimes on the weekends my mom would say hey we're going to go downtown to the markets and you know we'd go and go into the market get all our fresh produce like and what was interesting all these years later i mean the market had such a continuity of owners uh people still recognize my mom hey like little v and i'm like oh, I love oh, <laughs> i used to work with this person 30 something years ago so you know how do you how do we like as we look forward bring that kind of relationship back where you know it's people that have invested and been a part of the market for so long and you know as the market's being rebuilt how do you how do you keep those type of relationships so you know i hope we all can be a little bit more like james carpenter so